Maybe you're in fact wrong. Maybe you need to revise your outlook. Then you are still capable of growing and evolving as a person. For you are capable of expressing self-doubt, of nurturing an open-mindedness. This is the Invisible Maybe. What to stream, what to read, what to go see. There's a literal sea of content out there, all vying for our attention, our money, and our time. Too much of it, in fact. We are drowning in options. It can be paralyzing, trying to decide whether to watch the new Nordic thriller on Netflix or the new season of a show you kind of sort of remember watching last year and kind of sort of remember really liking. But now that you look at the trailer, you really don't remember anything about the show at all, except it starred that guy. You know, that guy. The one from that other show you watched? What was it called? Dark or something. No, wait. Strange or something. So, why do you want to watch that show again? And the Nordic thriller. Haven't you seen this or something just like it before? Dead woman up to her chin in a snowbank? Disheveled detective fighting off the DTs? He knows the woman. He porked her back in college. How did she wind up in the snowbank? And how did I end up watching it all over again? So, do you watch a lot of TV? Well, not very much. I try, I try to, again, what we mean by TV is well, streaming. The, 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 well, yeah, yeah you yeah. know, I, the, the, let's, let's talk about big screen. Let's okay. talk about, you know, 65, 70, 80 inch or whatever you watch. Right, right. Um, let's talk about, the, you know, what you flip on, sit on the couch, get, get a little snack. And what do you watch? Are you, well, you've, you've cut the cord, yeah? Yeah, I cut the cord. Okay. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. I think I pay just as much, though, in terms of when I say, well, I've got Hulu yeah. and I've got Netflix, I've got HBO, uh-huh. you know, it all adds up. You know, I, I, I have to say that when we, when my family cut the cord, uh, we saved quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, now you always have to take it with a grain of salt or te- with a tempered sword uh, because, uh, you know, our provider, Cox, um, you still have a significant bill with them. Yeah. Uh, but no, my, my, we, we got rid of DirecTV. Yeah. Uh, and it was, uh, at first it was a little unnerving, but a week, a weekend, nah, nothing. I mean, it was perfect. You know, we, had, I think we have one, two, we have five streaming services wow, okay. that that either were were you know what already there uh, servicing while we had Directv or it was uh, they just took like CBS was an additional we uh, we found that we watched a lot of CBS yeah. television yeah but TV what do you watch as far yeah. as TV well and and for me you know because because I spent time either while I was gone. Or you know when we worked at the hotel, I was I was often work nights. Yeah. So I think there was a lot of shows that I didn't see, um, or or you know I was in grad school or whatever that I'm getting around to watching now. Mm-hmm. So now that I got, for example, um, I I finally you know I bit the bullet on HBO. I yeah. didn't have it for a long time, um, but I wanted to watch the. Um, the, the final season of Game of Thrones because I knew I couldn't avoid it hearing about it because it's just everywhere um, and I thought well I'm not going to wait for it to come out in the DVDs yes. uh, from Netflix because I'll already have known what happened so I may as well bite the bullet and watch it sure. which I really thought was uh, was, a, was a bad like a lot of people they just rushed it but anyhow um, since I got that I said oh I've been watching The Wire 
Well, The Wire is kind of old now. But <laughs> Love it's, yeah. The Wire. Yes, yes, it's a great show. Um, it's funny now that I look at it because what really dates it is the technology. Yeah. Because they're saying, well, what are they doing? They're throwing away cell phones. It's a burner phone. What's that? Yeah. You know, yeah. the guys have pagers in season one. Um, yeah. So you realize, that, wow, how old is this? And you realize it's, you know, now, yeah, it's, it's getting up there to 10, 15 years old. I realized two things with The Wire. The Wire was fantastic. Yeah. It was yeah. way ahead of its time. Yeah. Uh, I think that and Homicide, Homicide Life on the Streets. Yeah. Uh, I think they were, they were truly that, that gritty, true crime, noir kind of show that yeah. people didn't quite get until a couple, three seasons in. Yeah. But the two things about The Wire I realized, one, I realized how brilliant Idris Elba is because yeah. I had oh, no idea he was from England yeah. in that yeah. show. Yeah. 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 Secondly, I realized Baltimore is a shithole. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, and they've had so many things. They've had one, they had Ace of Cakes, you know, which was in Baltimore, which yeah. was was seemingly wonderful. And then they had all these other shows in Baltimore. Wow, what a terrible yeah. place. Now, Some David, parts. David Simon wrote a one of the best true crime books I ever read. And it goes back to the 90s mm. where he spent a year with police detectives in Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> and just, I mean, yeah. it was just a, it was just a really well done uh, true crime book. Yeah. So that's obviously where he got his source material. And I can even see some of these characters. Oh, I know who that is. It's this cop from the book. So yeah. you sometimes say, well, what's there to watch or what's there to read? Go back and read that book. It might be 20, 30 years, 20 years old now, but nevertheless, it's still, it's, it was still fascinating. And who's your favorite character in The Wire? Thus far, where are you in, in it? I'm in season, season three. Okay. Well, who's your favorite character? Well, uh, I, I like Bubs. Okay. You know, I mean, I like the, uh, um, I think the acting again is, is, is great because these guys really, oh, he's really, fantastic. he's really good. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, in terms of the, of the cops, I mean, I find some of them interesting. Uh-huh. I don't necessarily like them, um, but, um, you know, the relationship between Carver and Herc is yeah. is good yeah. um again you you know i watch the show i can say this but a lot of the british shows that i've watched uh broad church was one uh what was the plot about i don't remember but i really like <laughs> right. watching the characters right. you had a you had great characters uh in that show the same thing with uh benedict cumberbatch yeah. uh as sherlock holmes. sherlock holmes yeah those are the old stories oh, yeah. right i mean they updated them um you know what it, i mean a study in scarlet was i think a study in pink um, it was it was they had modernized it, but just yeah. seeing him and and the and Watson again that whole dynamic between them was, right. was just great. My favorites were were Bunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, Bunk. Yeah, yeah Wendell Bunk. Pierce. Yes, uh, fantastic uh, actor. He had some legal problems uh-huh. uh, regarding driving and and some other things. Yeah, I see. Um, and uh, Omar. Oh um, yes, Omar oh, loved yeah. Omar. Fantastic. I didn't yeah. know if uh, if they yes they introduced him early, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael K. Williams. Yeah. Uh, uh, both fantastic actors, but I loved that. Now I got to bring you back to what you said. Uh, tell me why you you uh, were disappointed in Game of Thrones. Well, I think they had painted themselves in a corner uh-huh. to the point where, for example, if you have a a, yeah, as it is, it's it's based on 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 the books. Okay. I think when they ran out of George R. R. Martin's source material, uh-huh. that's when the show started, and they were left kind of on their own. The the writers of the show, they, yeah. they kind of started to 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 waver a little bit. Um, they had too much to cover in too little time, so it kind of to me it sounded it it, it 
came off to me like a PowerPoint presentation of how it was supposed to end. Yeah. You know, they just rush things. Um, if you think about, go, go back to one of the earlier seasons, uh, the relationship between uh, Arya and, and the Hound. Okay. They were traveling together. They're, you know, they're on this, there's this quest. Um, and all of a sudden in season six, they don't have time for that. You know, they have two big battles to fight. Uh, and they no sooner finish one, and then boom, they're back at King's Landing, mm-hmm. fighting another one. And and then some of these characters, Cersei and and um, and Jamie, they're just kind of like they're they're there was no climax there too. They just died. Yeah, and, you know, shit fell on them. And and <laughs> right. and then it really, and um, I was reading something where the director of one of the the um, the the battle for Winterfell with against the the Night Walkers. Mm-hmm. He had said he wanted to kill off more of the the, the people mm. to be more in in keeping with the Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. Um, he was going to have Sir Jorah die in the initial. Uh, uh, he was going to. He said he was going to kill off most of them in the first ten minutes. So you would wonder what the hell is going to happen. Right. Um, and we just didn't see that. We saw some you know things that built up to it, and then you can kind of predict what was going to happen. Yeah, a, a lot of people uh, uh, felt that they should have flipped the battles. You know, and yeah. have the, uh, the walkers at the end, which I could see that, but I, I could also see why they went the other direction. Uh, yeah, uh, Cersei and Jamie, uh, that, yeah, that was definitely anticlimactic. Um, uh, I, I, I did like the way that um, uh, the dragon burned up the, uh, the, the throne. Yeah. I thought that was great. Uh, I thought that whole scene was great. I was a little surprised, actually. Uh, I have not read the books. Yeah, uh, but but and I know a lot of this was new new content. It was beyond George Martin, uh, but um, uh, I thought you know the way that um, Snow uh, and the dragon that whole thing. I thought that was fantastic. Um, I don't know. I just can't go far as so far as to say it was disappointing. You know, I I I, I think you're right. It was rushed. For example, I watch a show called Ballers on HBO with um, with Dwayne Johnson. Uh, and it's a, it's, he was a, a ex-football player turned uh, um, a financial manager, blah, blah, skip ahead. Um, and it's a 30-minute show. Mm. So, I mean, they have to cram a lot of what's going on. And they have four to five plot lines all intersecting. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they they're they're they have to jam in so much in thirty minutes. So what was it, an hour and fifteen yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. And you know, if you look at the books, um, the the last book ended right around where when Tyrion kills Tywin, his father. Yeah. And apparently, um, Benioff and Weiss, so those are the two HBO. Uh-huh, yes. Yeah, uh-huh. they, they they talked with Martin, and he says that he gave them. Uh, I think it was two holy shit moments that he was thinking of ahead right one was the meaning of hodor that was fantastic yes that was that that was his and the other one was that bran was going to take over as he was going to become the king and how they got to that end point is uh was up to them basically okay so martin says he he feels he's he still has about two to three thousand pages to write to get through the story uh, manuscript pages. So, I mean, as it is now, uh, I mean, the books are 5,000 pages, yeah. but it ends at that point. Yeah. So where, where, where they, they were no longer re- reliant on Martin's original source material and they had to kind of make it up. Now, Martin is a, he was a prolific writer until yeah. he, he became ill. Uh, I, I don't know, having not read the, the books, I don't know how thick they are. They're not, I don't think, you know, anybody is as verbose as, uh, 
as King, but uh, um, he's up there. Cause is he up there? Most of them. I mean, a short one is is seven eight hundred. Oh, okay. Um, six hundred to eight hundred is a short one. The longer ones go over a thousand. Okay. Now that's not including uh, the thirty page. Uh, yeah, you know, character list. You know the dramatis yeah. personae that they put in there. Yeah, and then you know, then there's the uh, Robert Jordan. You know, who's also just thick. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, if I'm not mistaken, I now I I read this, or I and I also was told this that J.K. Rawlings. Uh, I'm actually rewatching Harry Potter because we're taking a trip trip to Universal Studio. Right, right. But uh, uh, that her that Potter one was like 150 pages. Hmm. And really? I, I, I was that. stunned by that. Yeah. Um. But uh, had you read the the Game of Thrones? Yes, I've read I've read all of them. all the way through. Yeah, and 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 as per normal, do you think the books are better than the show? Yeah, yeah. there's more characters even well, even. Of in the, yeah. Uh, but I think the show did a very good, particularly the the early seasons that followed the source material. How do they season, do on development? Um, season one really follows the uh-huh. book very okay. closely. Okay. I thought. Um, you know, there were a few other times I understand. You know, um, oh they, you know they they. they uh, in the books, for example, um, the mother, shit, what's her name? Caitlin. Okay, Caitlin, yeah. Caitlin comes back to life from the from the uh, Lord of Light, or Theros uh, brings her back to life. Right. So so you have that, which you don't have in the series at all. Oh, right. right? She's, okay. she's been written out of it. Okay. Is it necessary? Eh, maybe not. You know, uh, even the name, the White Walkers is not the, it's called, they're called the Others like in, the, in the books. Oh, okay. But all yeah, right. yeah. All right. Well, uh, so so going back to the original question. Yeah. Um, now, do you consider, you know, I'm going to skip ahead. I have some notes here. All right. I'm going to skip ahead uh, to the question of is, is television, it, the original content that is being produced, do you think that is, is beyond broadcast television? but short of Oscar and Golden Globe category movies. Where do you, where do you put Game of Thrones? Now, obviously, Game of Thrones is, is more like a 20 or a 40-hour movie. Yeah. But, but do you think that uh, Game of Thrones is television? Is that... Do you, when you go home and watch television, yeah. Yeah. is Game of Thrones, you know... If if we still had the old TV guides, <laughs> yeah. would Game of Thrones be in there, and would you check that off? Game, yeah, it, it's TV with nudity and and some yes, yeah, as um, it should be, as it should be. So so where where is it with yeah, you? Yeah, I, I guess, I mean, you have to look at what are the criteria that that comprise a TV show compared mm-hmm. to a movie, right. and one of them is continuity, right? I mean, you have this this continuing thing that's forty hours long or something. Yeah, like the that. arcs, yeah. It's it's seasons long. It's and that's why I think I prefer watching a series, even like the the Wire, to okay. a movie. You could have a movie that was similar, mm-hmm. because I like to, it's more involving. I like it. You know, it takes a little while to get into it, but I'm I'm much easier for me to sit there and watch an hour of that um, every night for for oh, a month mm-hmm. than it is for me to sit there and watch a two hour movie. I don't know. Maybe be it, it's going to depend on the movie. And you still and you still have the same binge rule. Yes, you don't. Sam. You don't binge. No, I don't binge. But I Sing, have been watching other yeah. single hours. <laughs> I watch one hour of one show at a time. Now lately, I've been watching, of course, uh, *Handmaid's Tale*. Um, oh, which, boo. Boo. which is no, uh, John. 
I'm okay. gonna, all right. Okay. We disagree. All right. I think Handmaid's Tale is nonsense, but go ahead. Yeah. No, well, I read the book. Uh, and, yeah, of course of you course, did. And, 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 <laughs> I, and I like the book. Uh, and all and also a thing to look forward to this year, Margaret Atwood is writing, has written a sequel. Yes. Um, remember the original Handmaid's Tale, the novel, was written back in the 80s. Okay. So um, it's, it's not new. I kind of think that this season, which is what season three, they ran out of her source material, really, I think season one. I mean, they have some other characters that they've added to it. Yes. This is the same thing that they did with, um, which Amazon did with Man in the High Castle. Where I stopped watching it because I thought, wait a minute, you've already finished the novel, yeah, and now you're just trying to bleed it. I did too. You know, I did stop. I, I uh, stopped watching that. So Hayamai's Hill, I think this season, it's it's, they don't know where to go with it. Yeah, I think so. It's been really slow, um, developing, uh, from what I've seen. I think I think I've seen three or four episodes. I initially don't like the juxtaposition of eras. I, I don't like the the Hester Prins running around the, the, the you know the future society. Um, I, I I don't like the concept at all. I think the I think the uh, producers in season one um, they it was they went for shocking. They went for grotesque. They and uh, just to hook everybody. And you're right. I think they then they then they started to flounder. And now they're pushing one more season out. And you know of course it's going to become you know. A, very streamed yeah. uh, and get some good numbers but but no I, I, I just don't like it uh, there's something about it for the same reason The Man in the High Castle I think it's a uh, it's what they used to call high concept uh, and it's too high it's 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 a it's, it's a nonsensical uh, overlay of, of time frames and I don't like it yeah um, uh, so do, do you you have HBO yeah, I've been watching Chernobyl also. Oh, love that. Yes, that's really I, I did enjoy that. Um, uh, I knew a lot about it already. I didn't know... Uh, the final episode was fantastic. Oh, I haven't seen that. I yeah, um, I, I, I won't give away... Uh, it blows up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, now, one of the things in the final episode uh, uh, that I enjoyed a great deal was the... the sort of literary version of the scientific breakdown of why it happened. I didn't know any of that. Yeah. And, um, and I didn't th- know it either, really, at the time. Yeah, you know? and, uh, uh, but the graphite tipped rods and so on and so forth. Uh, it, really well done. Uh, and, uh, and, of course, um, uh, oh, his name escapes me, Richard Harris's son. He plays the actor that is describing that. Um, uh, one of the Russian characters. Oh, gosh, I can't remember his name. Uh, but he again, he, he's fantastic, and uh, I, I really, really enjoyed that. So yeah, you'll enjoy the the, the final. Yeah, episode. and I noticed it, the one of the characters also is the same actor that was in um, the the BBC show River. I didn't see that. Oh, that's great! Yeah. If you, that's on that's on Netflix, I still think you can you can stream that. That's River. really good. Okay. I really like that. Okay, very good. Um, you know, the cop who was trying to solve the murder of his partner. Okay. Yeah. Now, did you get into Deadwood? I haven't gotten into that again. It's it's one of the things yeah. you throw it on the pile. Yes, and and I'll get to it. You know, but I'm but it's it's there and it's like it's funny. I was just looking at Netflix the other day and there was something um, season two and I thought oh oh what's this and I thought it looks kind of vaguely familiar. Yeah, and I realized I did watch season one. I don't remember anything about it, which yeah. is typical. I mean, again, I mean, I try to get it. Remind me, but there's just so much competing yeah. for time and attention. Well, and, and retention is tough. 
There's so much. Yeah. You know, I have an excellent, uh, I have an outstanding sort of theatrical memory. Yeah. Uh, I save it all. Uh, but it's getting tough now. Yeah, yeah. And it used to be, you know, with, with Netflix, remember I got it. I, I forgot it was a Conjuring, maybe it was. Uh-huh. The, and I got it the DVD. And I remember I got it and I was starting to watch it. And I thought, oh, I know it. Wait a minute. I know this boy is going to do this. Oh, Jesus, how predictable. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. I, I've seen this movie before. And then I look back at, well, I had actually seen that movie eight months earlier. It says, you return this video on <laughs> DVD. And I thought, I, I read it again. I didn't even remember it. But I thought, that's right. That's right. Now remember, I did. I watched it one night, and yeah. it was good enough then. But it just didn't make a lasting impression on me. Yeah, that's true. You know? now, so, so I like to go back and see. People say, what, 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 "What should I watch? Go watch something you haven't seen. If you haven't seen it before, it's new." Right. It's the same thing with a joke. Oh, that's an old joke. It's only an old joke if you've heard it before. Yeah. That the context should be good. And I was watching a Robert Mitchum, "The Friends of Eddie Coyle." Oh my god. Made in what seventy seven. It's it's really really good. If you yeah. like that type of The Wire, or if you like any type of you know, that's, uh, yeah. Friends of Eddie Coyle takes place in Boston. If you like that sort of thing, go watch that movie. It might be old, but you haven't seen it. It's a new movie to you. I'm a Mitchum fan. He looked a great oh, deal yeah. like my father. <laughs> oh, so, is that right? Yeah, it reminds <laughs> me of my dad. Uh, so back to Deadwood, though. Yeah, you need to see that. Yeah. For two reasons. One, it's just good. Yeah. Uh, but two, it, it is a study in linguistics. Oh, good. It's so, it is, if, if you haven't seen it, you know, if you, and you're listening to the show, um, HBO, go and see it. I believe you can stream it uh, the first couple um, uh, seasons on Hulu, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and it is uh, about uh, Deadwood, South Dakota, uh, gold mining, gold panning. Um, and this, uh, it, it was a, um, uh, it was not even a town at the time. Yeah. It was, a, it was a camp. Um, but, uh, Ian McShane's in it, Timothy Elephant, uh, and a, and a, and a fantastic cast. Uh, and, uh, but the, 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 the linguistics of it are the most unique thing I've ever heard. David Milcher, uh, and, uh, who, who's a, just nuts, but he's so perfect for this. Uh, and it's a mashup. Apparently, they're the, uh, with documents that they've gone through. The, uh, the the language of these camps was a mashup of the the aristocratic people that came and, and had their stakes and their claims, San Francisco, New York, and so on, that that spoke you know the Queen's English almost. Yeah. And then these these miners. Where it was fucking this and fucking that, and, and then uh, combined with everything else, kind of like it is today, really. A bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you listen to those wacky kids in their rock and roll music, uh, very much so. But but so well done, and they never break character. They always keep the same sort of linguistic style. Ah, uh, fantastic. Well, you even notice that in the wire. The I, I really like, particularly season one, where they spend so much time in the projects. Yeah. Um, the black English vernacular. Yes, you know, I just thought that was um, that that was really well done. And then the, even the cops that are listening, they don't understand what they're saying. Yeah, you but know? that's the, that's why Elba completely fooled me. Yeah, amazing yeah. how yeah. he did that. Yeah, uh, but uh, so, so how do you then manage this? I mean, this because it used oh to be gosh. back in the old day, right? Yeah. I mean, if you had a TV show you liked, whether it was Friends, I mean, the guy I didn't watch. I'm one of the few people live, I think, have never seen a full episode of that. I take that back. I've seen an episode in dubbed in Japanese because I was in Japan. But if that used to come on, what night of the week was it on? Thursday? Thursday. Or, okay, Thursday. You know that Thursday was Friends Night. Yes. And just like, you know, Wednesday when I was growing up, I think it was like All in the Family Night or Barnaby Jones or something like that, right? <laughs> Barnaby, Barnaby Jones. Jones. Manics. Oh, my gosh. Hawaii Five-0, right? Yes. Oh, 
So so you knew what day of the week it was by what show was on. Well, mm-hmm. now that's all been thrown out the window because in a lot of cases, you can watch as much of it as you want. Or even if it's a new show, yes. Netflix does that and Amazon. Here, here's the whole season. We're going to dump it in your lap. Right, you right. Know? That Buddy Epson, by the way. Buddy Epson was in Barnaby Jones. <laughs> Barnaby Jones. I couldn't help but look down and I still saw... I still saw Jed Clampett. Yes, oh, Jed Clampett, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. He couldn't and live that down. I watched all those shows. Marcus, well, you know Marcus Welby, MD. You know, it's funny looking at The Wire now. Is that two of the actors that are in The Wire mm-hmm. are also in Bosch, the Amazon show? You have yes. you have a, a Lance Reddick with uh, Titus Welliver. Yeah, with Titus Welliver. Yeah, you have okay, Lance yeah. Reddick. He also plays a, a, a cop, except he got a promotion. He's now the police chief in in Bosch. Who was also in Deadwood? Oh, was he in Deadwood? Yes, he is. All right, and also. Um, Hector Jaime, who played Marlo, the uh, he's oh he, Marlo, yes, yes, yes he okay. plays Bosch's uh, a partner. Wow, yeah, and everybody Edgar. in it seemingly everybody in Deadwood is in uh is or was in Sons of Anarchy. Oh, is that yeah. right? Because um uh and also the Shield. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Michael Chiklis. Yeah. Because uh, Kurt Sutter started as a writer and a producer of The Shield. Yeah. And then moved to Sons of Anarchy. And he knew everybody from Deadwood. Yeah. Uh, from, the, the, from David Milger. So he yeah. moved everybody over. Oh, yeah. Well, well also in, in The Wire, right? Season three, you've got the, uh, I can't think of the character's name, but he, he's a councilman. He wants to run for mayor. And that's Littlefinger. Oh, the guy goes, she. Yeah, yeah that's, that's <laughs> yeah. Littlefinger from, from Game of Thrones. Oh, no, him. Yes, it is. Yes, it, 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 and, and they're the same type of character. I mean, they're they're conniving yes. and, and sneaky. Yes. So you realize, oh, yes, <laughs> the same yes. guy. And I believe that actor is also British. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, uh, it's amazing. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah. I mean, uh, and I love to see the uh, all these people, you know, uh, the, uh, share all these roles. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, okay, documentaries. Yes. Uh, you you must love them. Yes, I do. I, I love them. A lot of them. Uh, what have you seen uh, recently? I've seen two recently that I, that I, I think are of note. Okay. Um, uh, the what's my name? Uh, the two part documentary about Ali, Muhammad Ali. Oh, okay. I, I, I absolutely tear through anything Muhammad Ali. I think I, I love the subject. I think he was a, um, uh, a truly uh, a person of worth in this world. Um, whether you believe in what he stood for or not, doesn't matter. Uh, and uh, it, uh, Antoine Fuqua, a uh, mm-hmm. relatively famous director, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, was involved with, of all people, uh, LeBron James and producing this two-part documentary. Okay. Fantastic. The other one I'm currently watching right now is about Robert Johnson, uh, the blues guitarist, yeah. uh, and about all the uh, the mystery surrounding him and, and uh, you know, the deal with the devil at the crossroads. Yeah. Uh, but what are you watching? Well, l- recently I watched The Inventor on HBO. That was about Elizabeth Holmes. Oh, okay. And yeah. I'd read the book, The, um, the Bad ju- Blood. Jewelry? Was that she was the one with Theranos, the company. Oh, the the, the crook. The crook. Yes. yes, yes, and and it was. I found it really interesting, um, and 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 also, you know, there was a there was a um, a line that came out of that movie, which kind of is the, you know, kind of runs through the vein of Silicon Valley. Fake it until you can make it. Um, I've seen this with a, a couple of products, some that I bought into, right? Um, that were, you know, hey, they, 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 there was something called shape scale. You know, it's supposed to take a 3D image of your body basically and tell you a breakdown of, of, yeah. you know, is anyhow, it looked great. They had, they had premiered it at, at Comdex, right? A couple years, CES, right. sorry, CES, a couple years ago. Uh, it was written up in Wired magazine 
And again, I uh, you can buy it for a lot less money if you buy it now, and we're going to ship it in six to mm-hmm. eight months. Mm-hmm. Well, that was two years ago, and they still haven't shipped it. Now, you can I can get my money back anytime I want. Mm-hmm. And other people said, yeah, you can do that. But now they're promising end of this year. Beginning oh, of next oh year. Oh, my. Really? So, so there's a, that's a pretty good example of something yeah. where they did have a prototype. Yeah. Now, what Elizabeth Holmes did was her prototype was basically just a shell. Mm-hmm. What was working on the inside didn't work, and her product was never going to work. And it just astounded me that they never asked anybody who, a doctor, I mean, a real bona fide physician who drew blood and or a scientist that says that, no, you need to get more than a drop for some of these tests. Right. You absolutely need to have more than that for it to be accurate. Right. Um, but no, 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 no. And she had all these investors, rich people. A lot of times they were people I can't stand. So I was glad they got bilked out of their money, millions of dollars, like uh, uh, Rupert Murdoch and, and Henry Kissinger. <laughs> yeah, she got some heavy backers. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, and, and Reagan's old cronies, like uh, 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 Schultz. Schultz. Oh, Schultz, yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, in fact, he basically turned his back on his own grandson who had worked there mm. and was realizing that this was a scam. Yeah. It reminded me, that whole story reminded me of that Jeff, um, uh, Bridges movie, uh, where they built the car that they, they built one car. It didn't work and they were trying to sell the car. The, I, it was the, was it the Hudson? Maybe so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, it, totally. I, it was, it was amazing. That's an amazing story. And she's not going to do a day at a time. No, no, of course. They never put white crop. And they've also posited that she's quite crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that she's not She's not all there most of the time. Yeah. Uh, that's well, interesting. Well, one thing I will have to say uh, in R- Rupert Murdoch's defense, which, you, you know, coming out of me, is not, you're not going to hear very often. <laughs> right. Was she had tried to, there was a, the, the person who wrote the, the, the book on it, John, I think, Carriou. Right. Um, worked at the Wall Street Journal. And he was the first one doing the investigation saying, wait a minute, we think this is a scam. And Elizabeth Holmes was trying to get Rupert Murdoch, who owns Wall Street Journal, to shut it down. And and he just said, basically said, well, hey, I trust, you know, you know, hey, I just own it. I, I've i got people I trust there that if right. they think it's shit, they, they won't publish it. Right. But he wouldn't step in and intervene. Well, no. You it's, know? it's below him. It's um, even below him. <laughs> you know. I have to correct myself. The movie is Tucker. Uh, with Jeff Bridges. Okay. And he, he was made the Tucker. Yes. And uh, he only made the one car, and it yeah. uh, actually didn't work, and he was yeah. se- basically selling a shell. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, so, so uh, here, here's a big question yeah. uh, that I, that with all the entertainment and content that we're like, uh, like barraged with, like you said in the opener, um, uh, Steven Spielberg, yeah. who, who I respect as a filmmaker, everyone should, obviously, uh, he, he's paid his dues and done his time. Uh, made some wonderful films, um, and some not so much. Yeah, um, and some that were real, real popular. I didn't like. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I uh, I'm going to ask you about Ready Player One in a second. All right. Um, uh, but he has come out vehemently against Netflix content. Yeah. Uh, and uh, or at least for getting Academy Awards. For yeah, that, specifically for movies, not yeah. not Game of Thrones uh, episodics. Um, so, what do you think? Should they be categorized differently because you, uh, be, because of the streaming nature of them, because you do not go to see them in a film, because uh, production is a uh, is on a different level? What do you think? I think that they could probably have a different category in the same way they have with animation, right? I mean, you can't really compare Toy Story or Pixar to something that's five minutes long. 
right? right. So they have the animated short. Yeah. So maybe they need to have a different category for best, you know, streaming content or best movie that did not play in a theater or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. So that you can get all their and and again it's it's um it's uh, uh because yeah they they don't compare. There's a there are certain movies like, like Dunkirk. Yeah. It was made to be seen on a big screen. It was. It was. You can watch it on the small screen and say hey, that was good, but you kind of miss the experience. Probably the same thing with some of the Marvel movies. I know I miss out cuz I tend to watch them when they come out on DVD. Now, interesting you mentioned Dunkirk. Dunkirk I have to say, it is I call it a boomerang film. Dunkirk is is a butt burner, boy. I mean, you it's you watch it at home because then you can go to the bathroom and, and yeah. take a break. Yeah. Uh, when I got done with that, my on on I only watched it once, but when I got done, I was like, that was terrible. That was not what I was expecting. It was it was. But then later on, I got to thinking how bold a choice that was. Uh, and and how the perspective uh, from which they designed the film, and I and I thought, you know what, that that was not bad, that was not bad. It was, it, it was you have to be in a mood to watch that film, uh, or 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 in some uh, some you have to have a lot of time, you know, so you can uh, soak the whole thing in. What did you think? Did you like it? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, yeah. but again, I, I didn't get to see it at the theater. I wanted to see it at the theater. Yeah. Um, and, and and because of that, I was I was not expecting as much on the on the small screen. Okay. You know. Okay. So, but yeah, there's certain things again. Like I said, the Marvel movies, I've seen some uh, at the theater. I've seen most of them, I guess. Yeah. Um, but then I do watch it again because uh, I don't remember. Again, it's I got other things. I'm mm-hmm. a superhero movie. It was, you know, I'm not going to remember it from to the next year where the storyline picks up. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I, you know, hey, again, there's so much competing for our attention. Sure. So you went to see Endgame. I did not see Endgame. You did the not theater. see it no, yet. No. Uh, and, and is there a reason why? No, no. They're just. Uh, Are you up to date with the Marvel? Films? Well, that was the other thing. I, I was pretty much up to date. There yeah. might have been, I didn't see Captain Marvel. Okay. Um. So, but, but again, if I'm, what I'm able to do at home. Because I do have them on on disc or on, or, uh-huh. uh, on um, I have a digital version. Uh-huh. If I get to a point and say, "Oh yeah, wait a minute, what the hell happened here?" I can go back and look at the other one, right? And, and fast forward. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, but it's the same. You know, I look at I read I read uh, books, and it might be a trilogy, uh-huh. and it might be years between. Uh, I I recently finished. It came out this year. Um, um, Don Winslow's great. Uh, trilogy, whether it's called the Power of the Dog trilogy or the Cartel trilogy about uh-huh. the, about mm-hmm. the, um, uh, the 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 drug wars and 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 drugs uh, in Mexico and the U.S. Yeah, and he started it with uh, the Power of the Dog, and that the story takes place starting in the '80s and it goes up to the current time. But I came to that series late because I'd read the Cartel. Um, uh, so I first I'd heard of the cartel and I heard that Winslow was coming out with the border, which is the third book. So it took him what six, eight years, something like that, to finish. Mm-hmm. Well, I was able to read the first two right before the border came out. Mm-hmm. So there was that continuity for me, and so I was able to read all three novels. So this is close to eighteen, nineteen hundred pages. Mm-hmm. But hey, if I would have read one and then had to wait three years and read the second and then three years or whatever. 
I would have waited. Well, what the hell happened to that guy again? Yeah, and you it's, know? it's easy to rewatch like the Game of Thrones. It's yes. hard to reread something. Yes, yeah. especially if you got it from totally. a library or something like that. Eh, I got to go back and, yeah. and try to look online or something yeah. like that. Now, I, I, I did not see Endgame. Yeah. I am up to date. Yeah. I've seen them all. Yeah. Uh, I, I've seen them all, everything, even the terrible Hulk films. Uh, but uh, I did. I do not go to the movies, and people yeah. always ask me, "Well, that's the way to see them." You know, it's it's the it's the brilliance of the filmmakers, and, and it's the only way to see them. Like, well, not really, yeah, because I have to leave my house. I, yeah. have to, I have to, I have to find a parking place. I have to deal with buying the ticket, and and now that you have to pre-pick your seat, and now that's all stressful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I get in there, and people suck and yeah. ruin the film, and uh, so I have not seen it yet. Uh, I, I hear it's quite good. Yeah. And it's also three over three hours. I yeah, mean, that's yeah. A, that's I, a tough my, commitment. My son went to see, he went to like an 11.30 show at night. Yeah. And I get over to like 2.30 in the morning or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But I, uh, recently I saw, uh, very recently, I saw the Into the Spider-Verse, uh, the animated feature, and uh, uh, I, I thought it was quite good. I thought their tipping of the hat to um, Stan Lee was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I saw, uh, I, I have the Blu-ray of Captain Marvel. Um Brie Larson is cute enough. Uh, it was kind of a fluffy Marvel film. I, I, it, it didn't have a lot of significance, I don't think, in my opinion, to the arc. Uh, but um, you know, it was quite good. And um, uh, they, they again, Stanley. They had a wonderful, um, you know, tipping of the hat there. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, I, I, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, now you mentioned earlier uh, a digital copy. You were talking about a digital copy of movies. Yeah. So, so what do you think about the mobile versus TV? I heard I heard a kid, and he really was a kid. He was had to have been in his teens. Uh, that that uh, oh, I I don't even own a TV. My family doesn't own a TV. We we use our laptops and we use our tablets and whatnot. And uh, I I was very surprised to hear that. I I, yeah. I wasn't prepared to hear that yet. Yeah, there there seems to be a it seems to be a dichotomy there. Um, either you know you you watch it on something small or you watch it on something really big right you know um tvs keep getting bigger mm-hmm. um when i bought my um i have a bookcase tv stand that i bought at I- ikea in portland when i lived up there it didn't mm-hmm. seem like all that long ago mm-hmm. um but it held at that time the larger televisions right sure. um which i can i bought a new tv a couple of years ago and i had couldn't be any more than 44 inches <laughs> to fit it on that, in right. that, in that that's, as, that's as big as I could get wow. uh, unless I wanted to put it on the wall or, or get rid of that bookcase the one with it and I didn't want to do that um, so I can go either way mm-hmm. there are times I watch things on the on my uh, I won't go as far as watching it on the on the phone phone's too small for me but I can go for my I watch a lot on my home computer which is 27 inch right. but I'm pretty close to it right, right, right yeah um, I can also watch on the iPad I, but I I can't watch it on uh, on the phone. It's no, phone. and I don't know how people read on their phones, like read oh, books. I, I, I oh, good lord! Um, not that I can't see it. It's just yeah. I, it's not. Oh. But um, uh, no, other than traveling, yeah. uh, I I you know I use a big TV. Yeah, you know it's interesting. It's the same kid will tell me he doesn't have a TV and he watches it on his uh, on his tablet, will also tell me you got to see Endgame in a theater. I find that such yeah, an interesting, yeah. you know. Well, that was, like I said, if, if they're watching things on smaller devices, yet the TVs keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Every time I go to Costco, they got a new one. I mean, it's 72 inches now right. or whatever. And, you know, at what point is like, gee, you know, you're going to have to have a two-story house with an open, you know, 
door uh, entranceway there so you can hang the fucking television because it's going to be so damn big, you know? Or it's right. going to be bigger than the movie theaters. <laughs> well, it'll just be the wall of yeah. your house. That's right. And it'll you, it'll you, be floor to ceiling. Right, and you scan the barcode on your arm and you'll be all set. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so uh, th- we're talking about Marvel. Uh, why did it fail on, on uh, Netflix? Why do you think it failed on, on the TV level? I guess because... Um, well, I watched Daredevil. I'd watched the first two seasons, yeah, yeah. and I thought it was much better than the movie. Yeah. Um, I liked the fact that they went back to to the hokey days. You know, when Daredevil came out, remember his first costume wasn't much. He wore yellow costume, if I remember. Uh, yeah, I, the I very did, early yeah. ones. Because yeah, yeah. you know, when I was a kid, I collected Daredevil. Now he was already in the red yeah. costume, but uh, but I liked that that they went back to the origin story and they, mm-hmm. and they spent a lot of time on it. Which is, see, that's a lesson that DC hasn't learned. Mm-hmm. That you know, Marvel and, and <laughs> they look at it. Nothing. They've you know, nothing. the slow buildup to where they came up, even with the Avengers. It's tough to have a two or even two and a half hour movie when you have five main heroes. Mm, right. It's just oftentimes it's just too much. So you you already have to have these people established. Yeah. And they worked up. Now, of course, along the way, if any one of those movies, if it had been Iron Man, particular, uh, if it had bombed. Yeah. You're not going to ever have this Avenger movie, right? If Thor... I know the Hulk wasn't as, as popular, but it doesn't matter. It was good enough. Yeah. Captain America... If, the, if they hadn't have all had their own movies leading up to this, mm-hmm. where they already had established storylines where you don't have to fill all this background information in, it's going to bomb. Mm-hmm. Just look at DC, right? They did that with, with their uh, Justice League, where, you know... Yeah. They, you know it, some of these, oh, yeah, we're not going to bother with a backstory. We're going to hurry up. And oh, and then if this movie does well, we'll go back and tell the Aquaman story. Right. Well, you already lost your audience. The same thing they've done with that, with the, with the, uh, they destroyed that, the, um, the monster movies they were going to come out with, The Mummy. Oh, yes. And everything else. Oh, poor oh. Tom Cruise. I enjoyed that movie. I, I really wanted to keep going, but now yeah. they killed it. Yeah. They killed yeah. it. it just, but uh, Jessica Jones is, is the is the last remaining Marvel, you know, uh, yeah. uh, and she, she the last um, uh, season is going to be, uh, I think it's live now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they all died. I mean, Luke Cage, Punisher, Daredevil, yeah. um, they all died. Yeah, Legion, uh, which is still on FX, I believe. That was a tough one. But isn't, Very isn't Disney going to get their own streaming and they're going to, they're yes. Use all that Disney anyway. Plus. Yeah, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Yeah, which I don't. I don't think I'll stream that. I because I I, I, that. I buy all of the Marvel stuff. Yeah. I don't. I you know although I I thought they were wonderful when I was a kid. I don't need yeah. to see the Disney stuff, the cartoons, and the animated features. Um, but you know, recently also I throw in there. I I throw in the master class mm-hmm. since I watched those. Yes, and thank you ni- again for that. Yes. Well, <laughs> you know what's nice about those is often those lessons are only 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, and I can kind of fill that in, and and to me it's real interesting. Yeah, you know I look at that and and yeah. and oh that's interesting that's good, and I watch yeah. a couple of those at a time. But but there's so much when I look at the queue that I have. Whether it's Netflix or HBO, there's just too much there for for the amount of time that I put into watching it. Right, right. And there's, you know, I'm excited. I read a lot. Also, it's the same thing with with books that I put a list, and I can only get to so many. So, so with the calendar of content yeah. that each of us maintain, um, I don't know how you read a book. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. You work full time, then and watch stuff on on uh, television, then you read a book someplace. I don't know how you do it. Um, but do you think the day of 
the the beginnings of the content war, uh, I I believe is marked by the reality show. Do you think the day of the reality show is done? Or is it dead? I hope. Do so. Do we care about Honey I Boo Boo anymore? So. I never watched Honey Boo Boo. The only the only <laughs> reality show that I ever watched, I guess was was for a while. I don't watch anymore. Was Pawn Stars. No, really? I didn't watch the Osbournes because I did like, I, hey, it's Ozzy, Well, it's right? Ozzy, yeah. And that was a long time ago. <laughs> but I watched Pawn Stars because, again, it was interesting to me. Somebody's got, you know, a, a belt buckle from the Civil War. What's it worth? Okay. Um, but it got to me to be kind of clownish. Um, oh, absolutely. Where, where, you know, what's his, the fat guy, Chumley. Yeah, Chumley. And, and, you know, and that was the other thing. They tried to make, you know, portray him. Again, it's supposed to be reality TV as some slob that makes you know minimum wage or or getting yeah. by and you realize that he's driving around las vegas in a rolls royce because he's making twenty thousand dollars an episode and right, right. renting a house in the same street that steve Wynn and adelson live on I said come on that's <laughs> show that house then don't show some dumpy apartment he supposedly lives in yeah and as we saw also in, in on h on uh, uh netflix there was a series of of uh, documentaries on uh shit one was on dirty money and they did one on 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 the Payday loan. I saw dirty money, and they did one on, on Donald Trump, and they were saying <laughs> yes. how um, yes. and I hadn't thought of that 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 the Apprentice, um, how that had resurrected his dead. I mean, you know, he was dead in the water, and how people basically a lot of people who voted for him voted for the char- basically the character he portrays on the Apprentice. Yes, that the producers went into his office. It was shabby. It hadn't been um, remodeled since the seventies. It looked old, the carpet, and they redid it. Uh-huh. They paid for all of that, not Donald Trump. And the same thing with his name on all these buildings. He passes it off as if he owns them all, and he doesn't. He was in the throes of his ba- of a bankruptcy at the time that, yeah. that that started. So, yeah, I think it absolutely did resurrect him. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So let's hope so, that that's done. So are you much for reality competition shows? No, I think all. those are still running strong, I watched, I watched, sort of. I watched one season of, of uh, American Idol some years ago. Oh, you know, I mean, it was it was interesting. If one time I look at, okay, well that that girl's pretty good. Yeah. I'm just gonna watch it until she's off the show, and <laughs> she made it thing. all the way to the end, right? <laughs> right so because right. I thought, hey, I was pretty good at predicting who was gonna, yeah, who had talent. I um I still I watched from the beginning. I haven't watched any of those. I yeah. don't like the singing ones. Uh, they upset me. Um, but uh, I so you think you can dance? I actually enjoyed, I saw season one, I thought, wow. And it still had that th- th- that innocence, you know, and the lower production value. And it really was these kids dancing, you yeah. know, kids. I mean, they were, you know, 20 to 30 between, what was it? Uh, yeah, 20 to 30. Um, but then now it's now it's a fully produced, you know, scripted kind of thing. So I, I've a little, lost a little of it. I still watch with great enjoyment The Amazing Race. Oh. Specifically for the travel, sure. Yeah, uh, you and I have spoken about travel, uh, you know, at length, yeah. and uh, I, I love to see the places they go. You know, to make a show, you have to produce it, and to produce it, you have to write a script. I understand that. You know, I, I don't kid myself um, that that the winner is the winner, but uh, uh, but I, I really love to see all the places they go, and uh, the places where they they it takes their their uh, fixers a long time to get cleared. Uh, a location for this because they, you know they, they they have to be very careful. You know they don't go to places like Darfur and you know and and uh, Sierra Leone. I mean they go to there yeah. relatively, but some sometimes are are not not so safe. Um, Africa is a tough one. 
Uh, you know, I, I know Survivor went to Africa one time, and uh, they never went back. You know, <laughs> they had a few problems with the lions and the tents. Uh, but those are the ones that I watch. But I think it's dead. I think I, 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 I think that people have re- reverted, uh, turned away from television reality, and gone back to um, uh, individual private content builders. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why that happened. Um, it could be the generational, the generational gap that we have now between my generation, the X, uh, and the millennial, and then and the Z's coming up. Um, but uh, you know, people just live and die for their YouTube plan. Plus, I think it's uh, like again going back to your point. Um, it's we have no time. And, you know, uh, like Wired and GQ and Vanity and everything else, they have these seven to ten minute segments on YouTube. And they produce those daily, a couple days a week, you know, whatever. And uh, you just rip through those and that's how you get your enjoyment. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I remember when I worked for McGraw-Hill Education, uh, there was somebody I worked with who was trying to, they wanted to promote a product, which they, McGraw-Hill didn't end up doing. But they wanted to have an English lesson. That lasted seven minutes for the Chinese market. I said, how come seven minutes? And they said, that's the average length of time on a train between stops. Yeah. And they could do a lesson on a stop and somebody could get on and listen to it or watch it on their phone while they're riding the commute train. Wow. Now, you could be on that commute train longer than that. Yeah. But nevertheless, they would time it. So it might be like a segment. And then you can watch, listen to two segments or three segments or whatever. Right, right. But they wanted it to be seven minutes. Huh. So I think, yeah, and the same like with, with that master class, it's 10 minutes. Um, you can watch something, you know, if you're if you're traveling somewhere. Um, um, you know, I've seen something where, where yesterday, I, there's some kind of a contest. If you can go a year without using your smartphone. I thought, hey, for somebody like, like you know, who's 80 or 90 years old that never had one, it's easy. Even somebody like me, I could. I could go a year without using that damn phone. Yeah. But what makes it convenient is when you do go someplace and you're by yourself, what the hell am I going to do sitting here waiting because we're so used to filling yeah. up every every spare moment. That's true. That's I'm true. I'm going to get out my phone. I'm going to look at the news or yeah. emails. Yeah, or yeah. I'm going to throw out emails. Right. So, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, finally... Uh, I was going to bring up something that I found to be interesting. Um, uh, do you know who Steven Crowder is? No. Steven Crowder is a YouTuber, yeah. um, and he has a, a, uh, a dedicated and large following. Um, he's been accused of being alt-right. Uh, he, he, you know, he fights against that. I don't think he really is uh, as far as uh, on a political level. He, you know, he's got some leanings. Uh, his show is sponsored by Walter uh, you know, he's got the guns on the on the table and the and the Walther T-shirts, um, but he makes most of his money, and he has a large following, large. And he has something called a, a, a mug club. I'm not going to go into it because I'm not selling Crowder, but uh, you know, basically, you buy a mug and you and you buy it, it's the membership to his his podcast and his YouTube channel and so on and so forth, and you get some benefits from it. But you're you're part of this group and and you get special things, uh, and that's how he makes his money. Uh, everyday people like you and me buying this coffee mug and being part of this thing. So the money, the monetization he gets from YouTube was not a big deal. That being said, uh, he talks about very controversial things and he loves to be, he, he loves to be, he's sort of the shock podcaster, you know, back in the Morton Downey days. 
um, and uh, and he has re- he's constantly in trouble with YouTube, and they demonetize certain videos. Well, apparently the 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 billion you know dollar company called Vox with the communications company. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know anything about Vox. I'm not going to talk about Vox, but it sounds like they're bad. <laughs> but I don't know anything about them. Uh, they have a representative, one of their one of their media consultants and and faces of their media called his name is Carlos Maza. Well, he is admittedly gay and uh, admittedly left leaning in his viewpoints, as is Vox. Well, he and Crowder got into it, and Crowder, you know, referred to him as gay and referred to him as whatever he referred to him. Well, they took offense. And they went after him, Crowder. And they wanted to demonetize his channel and remove it. And they wanted to absolutely get rid of it. Uh, 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 what do they call it? Deformatting or something. Uh, and so, you know, he, he dug in and, sa- and said, you know, th- this is not fair. Well, a lot of the uh, really, really all right people, uh, Ted Cruz, uh, came to his defense. Well, he, uh, it looked like David and Goliath, and, and Goliath was going to squish his head, and he won. He mm-hmm. won the battle. Basically, what happened was YouTube decided, uh, they said, well, we're going to you know, look at this, and it looked like they were going to support Maza and Vox and get rid of it. Well, they, they had all this support, but then they had to make that last statement. Well, if we do this to Stephen, we're going to have to do this to all of you, too. And suddenly everyone was like, oh, no. And they, they rallied to his support. So he won. What do you think of the, the content format providers having any of this power? Do we have, do you and I, doing what we're doing right now, have First Amendment protections against the format provider? I think you should or you would. I mean, I may not agree with this asshole. If I think, I mean, you said I... Uh, you know, um, but 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 if other people want to watch them, that should be their business. Yeah. I don't think that they should. Or or whether or not, uh, if we say something that's you know that's critical of of U.S. foreign policy, right, uh, or critical of Israel, uh, that somehow that's considered anti-Semitic, and they want to take us off the air mm-hmm. because somebody there thought it was. No, they should just don't listen to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I don't think they do. Unless again, there is something that does violate the First Amendment. Well, what Maza was saying apparently is that Crowder's broadcasts, some videos in particular, but his broadcast in general was racist and anti-gay. And and of course, you know, all the all the uh, the unsilent, you know, millennial majority now, they the, the cloud was coming. I mean, they were really going to shut him down, uh, and until until they they affected everybody else's money. Uh, of course, they demonetized most of his videos, which yeah. he doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, so so. Well, you know, that, that's the other thing is that if something, even if the person is homophobic, even if they are racist. Mm-hmm. Just telling them, don't say those words, don't call them a fag, don't do this or that, mm-hmm. doesn't get rid of the underlying problem. Right. They're still homophobic yeah. just because they don't say it. They're still a racist just because they didn't call somebody, you know, they didn't use a racial slur. Right. Doesn't mean that, oh, see, we got rid of the problem. Nobody uses those words anymore. It's not the word. You know, as, as an applied linguist, there's no, to me, there is no such thing as a bad word. Right. There are appropriate and inappropriate times to use them. Yes. So, you know, again, you hear me on this show and I 
and I use four letter words. I think it's a, it's an okay time. I know who our audience is. Sure. I, I don't do it at work um, or with a customer. Yeah. That might be good because it's not appropriate. It's not the word's fault. Right. Right? <laughs> there are appropriate and inappropriate times to use these. Yes. So it's the same thing. If this guy wants to go off on a tangent or anybody wants to go off on a tangent, hey, look at, I mean, if you, you can't get any more homophobic than, than a lot of religions. And mm. they're allowed to go out there and, and, yeah. and say some, some really crazy crazy shit i don't think you should be able to lock up a word now there's the white whale that is the n-word and yeah. i'm not even going to deal with that uh and that's fine that's we'll, why i like watching the the the, the wire yes yeah, like, oh, how yeah. isn't it nice here to get amongst themselves i i i you know and that one that one that's in a bubble all by itself and i think it's the one word that will always be in that bubble but but when other people refer to them when a community refers to themselves as something I don't think it is fair to lock that word up. No, again, like I said it's not the word's fault. It's, it's not you the see word. watching it's, the wire yeah. that there's an appropriate time for them to use it. Right. They use it among themselves, refer to themselves. Again, it's it's a term of endearment yes. to some people. In the yes. same way that, you know, I remember one time when I worked in Japan, I worked with a woman who was of Italian descent. Well, so right. was I. Right. And I and I said, uh, you know, what's up, Dago? Or something we called <laughs> right. each other that. And some some asshole I worked with had said something like, you know, um, one of my really good friends is Italian. Oh, good for you. I am Italian. Yeah. Right? And so is so is this other person. Right. So we can use that. And don't tell me I can't use that. In fact, in Japan, they don't know what the hell it is and I'm saying anyway. Well, and... in the office. What do you know? You're just a dumb dick. What? <laughs> um, our friend Fred somewhere in, yes. the, in, the, in the universe is laughing. Um, yeah, and I think that a word that existed prior to being labeled uh, a, 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 an epithet yeah. uh, is, is off limits too. For example... My father, who was born in 1921, yeah. and was before all of this, and saw real racist, you know, things yeah. happen. Uh, you know, he 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 would uh, use the phrase "queer" as a nine dollar bill. Yeah, didn't mean what they mean what it means today. Yeah, it, it meant odd. It meant weird. Yeah. Now, you know, unfortunately, it, it lipped over into a different community, and and people referred to it as odd and weird. But I don't think I, I don't think you can claim a word. And no. lock it up and say, like say you know, the word gay, which used to mean happy, happy yeah. you know, and, and sometimes that's one of the things we, we run up against in, in selecting a reading passage. What they call it the titter factor. Is the kid going to laugh because they, t- they described a the character <laughs> as being gay? Kids know that. They know that. And no, no, we know it's old and it used to mean funny or whatever like that or happy. And, yeah. and you know, it doesn't mean that, it, that the person's homosexual. Um, that's what they meant. And it's the same thing even with watching movies. If you watch old movies, mm-hmm. how many people smoked? Oh my gosh. All yeah. the time. Hey, all they're the time. smoking indoors. Yeah. yeah, they can't be doing that. Right. That's a bad, they're setting a bad uh, example for It was kids. cool back then. Yeah. Hey, it was, again, you can't, you can't divorce, take something out of one time frame, put it in another. I know. You know, now they're coming after Walt Whitman. Now there's plenty uh, of reasons to come I after Walt that. Whitman. Yeah. Um, he was almost certainly a, 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 a pederast. He not only was, I mean, the fact that he was homosexual, no, who cares? Uh, but the fact that he, that he, that he dicked the little boys or young boys, uh, that's, that's, that was not good even back then. It wasn't no. good now. Yeah. Um, but, but the fact that, that he, and he was uh, very much uh, anti-slavery, but he also bought into some of the, the thinking of the time right. um, that white people were superior just biologically. Uh-huh. Now, you can't fault the man that believed this 150 years ago. 
Uh, no. That's what a lot of people believed. Oh, yeah. he was a poet. He wasn't a scientist. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of crazy shit we're going to believe now that it look 150 years ago. We're yeah. going to look back and say, geez, I can't believe people believe that stuff. Yeah. The, the pedo stuff, that's, 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 mm, that, that's tough. Can't overlook that. But uh, all of that combined, though, you know, uh, what's going to happen with the Whitman uh, subject is that you're going to get now um, uh, uh, an entire you know, raft of people saying all of his work should be discounted. Yeah. And yeah, you know, we've gone through the whole thing about Huck Finn, whether or not it, uh, it should be read. Well, look at the, I mean, the time it was written, you always have to look at it in its historical perspective, whatever it is. And, and remember that's how it was. It's the same thing. If you watched him, I mean, you watch a movie that was made in the eighties and Mm -hmm. somebody watching it today that, you know, somebody was young, some 19 or 20, how come they didn't you call that guy, his friend up on the cell phone? Well, I didn't have them back then. You're going to fault the movie? That's stupid. I would just call them on the cell phone from out in the, you know, right. if they got in a car accident or down in the gully, why don't they just break out their phone? And right. It wasn't around then. Well, you know, you have to you have to accept that these were the constraints, right? This is how things were at that time. Yeah. So so you should be able to look at it in Marvel. See, look, this was a guy, you know, who who um, who was a, you know, he was, he was homosexual at a time that it was really, you know, con- uh, verboten, um, who was anti-slavery at a time when a lot of people weren't, but nevertheless still harbored feelings that today we would think of as being really racist. Right. But consider him in his in his historical time, and you say, "Gee, he was ignorant." Yeah. Sounds like we have an, another subject. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He was ignorant. That's <laughs> all it was. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot. All right. Guilty pleasure. Yeah. Television show. Oh, okay. anytime, yeah. anytime, any, any, whatever stage of life you were in and you're, and, and what, what is that guilty pleasure where you just, it was, it was just nonsense, but you loved it. Oh, I'll still watch Gilligan's Island. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I probably watched every episode, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah like I, said, I, I think I, I'm a, I'm a Gilligan's really? Island scholar and the okay. Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. And and same thing. You look at it. Oh, they're making fun of rednecks or whatever. I mean, that, uh-huh. there's a show couldn't be on TV today. Yeah, they the I Dream of Jeannie, sure. of course. Yeah, but those types of those sixty shows show. Yeah, all all in the family. They're, oh, good lord. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Um, well, guilty pleasure. I can't really include this, but I was a Miami Vice fan. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought it was, you know, Mommy Vice was cool. It was, yeah, it, it was. was great. You know, time. And Don Johnson is still a pretty solid actor. He didn't wear any socks, but... Uh, well, neither did I. I, yeah. I, I totally had my Miami Vice yeah. outfit. Uh, absolutely. But uh, uh, A-Team. George oh, Papard right. and Mr. T. Oh, yeah. I, I could not wait to get home to watch that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about movie? What's your guilty pleasure movie? Oh. Well, what's yeah. the movie What's the movie that, that no matter what format you're on... Phone, tablet, iPad, TV, whatever, and then you'll you find yourself watching it, and you've seen it and seen it again. Which which is which is your movie? Well, uh, for me, I have two. okay, it, mine are old. I, I go back to Hitchcock. Hitchcock was always my well, my favorite. <laughs> well, you're old. Yeah, yeah I am. <laughs> um, I will watch. I've seen The Birds probably thirty five, forty times. Really? Yeah. When I was a kid, I watched it every year. It would be on TV. I would sit there and watch it. It would be on yeah. the whole weekend. I'd watch it. You see, I don't care. I did, and I, I just was infatuated with that movie. And Vertigo. Um, <laughs> I will watch um, um, North by Northwest. Any, I mean, I, yeah. yeah. It would sound, I'm going to watch it. Um, I will watch um, uh, Psycho. 
any of those of the prime Hitchcock years, yeah. I will watch it. And that's why sometimes these new movies, no, because I get sucked into watching something I've already seen. Yeah. I just like watching them. Well, we're definitely going to have a part two on this one because we, we need to talk movies. Yeah. Uh, but my, my, my guilty pleasures are uh, where I will watch it every single time all the way to the end. Um, Major League. Okay. Love that film. It's the best. Yeah. Uh, the Natural, blah. Yeah. Major League. It's hysterical. Yeah, yeah. And it's Bob Euchre. How can yeah. you turn down yes, Bob Euchre? Bob Euchre is a great. And, and again, this may, this may sound strange considering Don Johnson's in it as well. But and I think I've mentioned this on other podcasts before. But uh, uh, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Oh, I never saw that. Yes, Don yeah. Johnson and Mickey Rourke, um, and uh, it it's fantastic. You, you know what else <laughs> I would put in there so as fun. being like saying, "Well, hey, I know it's not a great movie, but I really like watching it." Yeah, it was it was an airplane? Uh, oh, the original. The original with, with the comedy. Nielsen? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. You, you know that and the Naked Gun movies. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> stupid, but 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 there's funny. There's enough funny lines. Yeah. Peter Graves as the as the as the pilot there. Oh, like, absolutely. <laughs> you like movies with gladiators. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And don't call me Shirley. Yeah. Right. I love that. I love yeah. that. Well, uh, uh, that's fantastic. I love that. Uh, uh, guys, this is the invisible. Maybe invisible, maybe.com. Uh, check us out. Please join us. Uh, uh, connect to us on iTunes. Please let us know if we're doing a good job. Uh, uh, you know, a review or two, uh, you know, if you have a chance, uh, that would be fantastic. Uh, our home base, of course, is Podbean. You can find us there mostly. Uh, but any other um, uh, social media format that you have, podcast format, we are there. It's theinvisiblemaybe.com. Please, we hope you find your peace. Come back to us, and we will uh, we'll talk about everything that you'll love to talk about. Uh, but, uh, John, we're talking movies next time. Yeah, all right. All right. We'll see you, everybody. Bye-bye.